Hello, everyone. My name is Kate. My name is Hannah. And you're listening to Artwise. I love playing the music in the episode. It just makes such a big difference. I've never experienced that before. It's like so it. good. It's so good. It's just so good. It gets you really in in the art wise mood. I yeah, know. I I love our music. Is probably my favorite part about like the art wise branding is the music. I mean, our font. I don't know if anyone noticed. I've never talked about this. Our font is Times New Roman. <laughs> oh really? Hmm. Well, you just pulled one over on me then. I would I thought I would notice that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it's Times New Roman, but I pulled it into Illustrator and I edited some of the letters and I added those little swoosh things, but yeah, our brand font is Times New Roman in case anyone I don't know why I brought that up now, but might as well wow. talk about it. <laughs> I have some branding homies that would just love. I would love to see if they notice cuz they notice everything. Yeah, for sure. So today, oh, happy uh, Artwise. This is the second episode of season three. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that we finally have video. Yes, I love Yay. it. <laughs> we have video. I'm so excited. This is the second episode of season three, but this is the first one that you're seeing if you're watching this. If you're still listening to it like normal, we still love you out there. <laughs> <laughs> but today with me, I have a special guest, Hannah. We've been mutuals on TikTok for a while, I think. Yes, Are we mutuals makes... or do I just follow you? I think we're I follow mutuals. you, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've been following you for a while. So I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. Hannah does. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. You What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I should be asking and not telling. <laughs> yeah, so I am a social media strategist and manager for artists, creatives, and right-brained entrepreneurs. Um, I also am a poet and I do my own, you know, artistic stuff and my own free time. But yeah, that's what I do every day, full time every day is I help artists make great social media experiences and have fun doing it again. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. I it's so I have so many questions for you because when I and I've worked with so many people since I've started my business, I've worked with a lot of brand designers. I myself am a brand designer um, and a lot of social media like specialists. And you're the first person that I've seen on social media who th their niche is artists. And that makes me so happy, obviously, because I'm an artist, but also because I feel like artists are a group of people that really do struggle with social media. I think sometimes more than like the average person, just because of the type of people that artists are. Um, so I have a lot of questions for you today. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but before we get into that, I did want to ask you a little bit about your art background because nobody on ArtWise gets by the podcast without talking about themselves a little bit. So um, I did want to ask you, I've, I've heard some of your poetry. I know you've posted some of it on TikTok. Seldomly though. Not, I've, I don't hear it often, but I know you've definitely posted at least one or two of your poetry and I absolutely love it. And you also do photography, as you said earlier, before we were yeah. recording that no one remembers because it was before we were recording. <laughs> 
so I did want to ask you how you began your journey as a poet and also as a portrait photographer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was one of those kids who was into a lot of different things. I could have done a thousand things and been happy spending my time that way. I've been writing poetry since I was like eight years old. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like how my brain worked and I was good at it from like a young age, like expressing myself lyrically and in that format. And I was also into a bunch of things like when I got older, like multimedia projects, journalism, like filming and photography and all those things. And I kind of just decided to focus on poetry the last couple years because it's what brings me, you know, the most happiness and the most joy. But I got into the art world because it it was just where my people were when I was younger. And all those people like felt like me. So I was happy to be a part of anything that was expressing something like period at any time. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm really excited to um, have another writer on the podcast for some reason. I, you know, it being an art podcast, I feel like it's understandable that people don't initially think of like writers as artists, but I feel like this podcast has really branched out into like a creative podcast. And I am happy to say that one of our most popular episodes, like up in the top five, wasn't was a, a guest episode with a writer, Mona Ray. I oh. just bought her book. Oh, I should have had it at my desk so that I could show you. I just bought oh. her book like last week. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to reach out to her and see if she'd be interested in doing an episode. That's <laughs> like, awesome. For a part two after I read her book and we can just talk about her book. I'm so excited to read it. But yeah, yeah, it's like, so I I wish more people because to me anyway artist is an umbrella term for any type of creative anybody who makes anything I mean people use artists to describe musicians all the time so like why not like writers cake decorators like I think it's an umbrella term for all of those people and I don't know creative types are all like kind of under the same yeah I've had a, a lot of different clients in a lot of different fields like that it's more about the state of how you function how your brain works mm-hmm. right and that's kind of more what I like to speak to is like hey there's this right brain world but you need to equally respect and understand the left brain activities like going into business and things like that to be able to do what you want whatever that looks like yeah Absolutely. So to like kind of add on to your experience, poetry and uh, photography, how did, I mean, you kind of already said like, that's where your people are. uh, But I was just wondering how your expertise in those things kind of led you into a career in social media management. Yeah, it was it was born in the hardest year of a lot of our lives, 2020. That's when everything kind of came to fruition of what I do. So I was I majored in photography in college um, for the first two years, and I loved it. It was amazing. I had to kind of make a choice of branching out into a business degree in my second year. I had to make that choice. 
And it was a pretty easy choice for me because I love just entrepreneurship and all those things. And I was like, okay, I feel like it's wrong to not continue on this path because I believe that you can you know, do many things at once. So I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And what they didn't teach us in our degree was how specifically to market yourself in an online space and talk about your work and all those things. You know, we kind of touched on it. I think we had one class that talked about it, but I was doing my own research into that and doing it in my business degree. So I was like, okay, they didn't teach me that. And now I understand and I'm super ingrained in it and it's exciting. And there's all these little nuggets of knowledge and I wasn't given that. And if I went to school for art and I wasn't told told that, I feel like this that was the light bulb moment. I was like, I love all these things. Like, I don't want to just hoard them. I want every artist to know these things because I just love people being able to make creative projects in whatever way that looks like. Yeah, I I definitely think that I I agree a lot of artists this is why I'm so excited to be talking about this during this episode too, is because a lot of artists I feel like are just the type of people that I'm not trying to offend anyone at all. I'm an <laughs> artist. My, I'm, an, I'm an artist myself, but I mean, as artists and not every artist is like this. I'm, I'm a little bit more of an extroverted artist myself, but I do still like desperately need like my alone time and like, all that stuff but I feel like artists like as a as a collective most of us are very introverted and I have spoken with a lot of artists and you know I I do put myself out there in a way that not many other artists do and it's it's not it's just like my personality and my person and it's something that it was very uncomfortable in the beginning like putting myself out there as an artist and you know, sharing my authentic self and making content and making a podcast where I speak my truth and it's pretty unfiltered for the most part. It it's it wasn't easy, but it's also it's and it is a little bit ex- excessive. I'm not saying every artist needs to like start a podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've been I've been, you know, really grateful to like be able to put myself in this position where I do have a relatively popular art podcast where I get to talk to all kinds of artists and a lot of them in past episodes if you listen to season two will bring up their experiences with social media and how negative they are and how scared they are of even posting their art alone like let alone posting their face with it putting a Mm. face to the artwork it can be really scary and really challenging for a collective of people who is known for being very introverted because art is such a, um, it's like a piece of you. It's, it can be very private and it is kind of scary to share that. And so I think that's a huge reason why a lot of artists like don't have the skill set to you know, be successful on social media, unfortunately. And it's, it's something that anybody can learn, but it's, it's the type, the type of person that you are as an artist, it really like, it's a vulnerable state to be in. And when you're, when you are an artist and you're constantly creating from your heart, like it's just, it's always vulnerable. And 
social media is not the nicest place. So it is really scary. And I feel like myself, I'm still kind of working on that transition of from like me three years ago, wouldn't post anything to like me now, not only posting everything, but like actively trying to come up with ideas for content and trying to make sure that I'm posting to all of my socials at least once a day for the sake of my business so that I can continue making art for a living. So yeah, I don't know um, if you wanted to talk a little bit about what drew you to social media management for artists specifically. So I don't know if like your creative background had anything to play into that or was there just like a gap for like, did you see that gap in the type of person that is a creative who needs a social media manager? Yeah, I, f- I felt the lack in myself and in my journey and I saw the gap in the market is is what happened because like I think people beat themselves up way too much about it they're they don't understand that like just evolutionary wise this is not supposed to be a thing we do to put your face on the internet or even these super precious things that you create that are close to your heart on the internet I feel like there's a lot of people that have tips and tricks on you know, going viral and stuff, but they're not talking about the long-term, the the long-term growth and community and opportunities that happen when you understand these basic principles of marketing yourself. And I, I love doing it on online space because when I was learning about business and marketing, there was something that just made me so excited about the fact that anyone can access it. It's like this public space where Anything could happen, foreseeably, which is a plus or a minus. Don't really know yet. But (laughs) it's this, like, endless opportunity to have self-expression that is not based on paying for marketing. It's based on an intimate relationship between uh, an artist and their audience. And it's an opportunity for you to grow in in your own way and with yourself, with your self-image and your branding but also grow alongside others. And that's the whole point of where online community is going is, you know, there's a lot of words for it, like web three and all those things. But the point Mm -hmm. is that people want to have a stake in what's happening. So on a, on your scale of an artist, like how do I take advantage of that? You should be focusing on building those connections. And that is what I love. That just is mind blowing to me that, that's possible for us, you know, as artists, that all of a sudden there's so many people who can participate and can make it exactly what they want it to be. That's, I just love that so much. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And this is something that I feel like I talk about so much. Like what you said, Something something that you said, I forget exactly verbatim what you said, but something that you said reminded me of a video I made saying, I don't want a viral video because Rome wasn't built in a day. And like, I'm, I'm trying to build my empire of people who not only support what I'm doing, but I can offer my support to them as well. Artists are 
historically like a, a group that is not well respected on un- unfortunate it's very unfortunate but for that reason like social media is making it possible for us to band together and say no starving artists isn't a real thing we can all make money and we're all going to support each other with our money and we're all going to buy bar buy buy bar buy art from each <laughs> other and you know no like the, we're not going to continue to feed into this by you know having super low prices and challenging each other like we're we're not going to do it anymore and i think social media is can be as scary as it is it's so powerful and it just it it's exciting to know that there are other people you know on our team us artists who like we we don't want to have to worry about paying our bills and eating and we want to like build a business out of our art and our creative endeavors and that there's people backing us up saying yes let me help you let me show you how you can use social media in this way so i think it's very admirable what you're doing and i <laughs> thank you i love it <laughs> it's all and not only because it's helpful for me not just for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it is, it's awesome i love so, it yeah so that said, you you also mentioned like artists showing up authentically. Do you think that showing up authentically for artists is like absolutely essential, the end all be all? Do you think that there is a way for artists to still have a successful social media presence without talking about themselves or showing their face? Or do you think that's something that's essential? Yeah, I mean, I think it is essential. Yes. And of course, when you say successful, it's not going to go as poorly as you think if you just begin, right? Like if you're not ready to show your face and it's just your work and, you know, voiceovers, that's fine. It's not going to go poorly. But when we talk about success, how I define that is that, you know, it's a long-term community for you to grow off of and have opportunities from and income from. No, I don't think you can do it without being a person. And we see that even in the large scale, the corporations that have a single person as their their person who speaks on behalf of them in video or like a small group of people, they do exponentially better. And it makes sense because that's how humans work. We want you know, a face, a person, we want to understand you and be involved in in what's happening. So yeah, I'm going to be bold and say, yeah, you have to. <laughs> That's a good answer. I see because I like to think about and any artists, if you ask, right? So I'm I'm going to tell a little anecdote here from my experience as an artist. Um, when I was in high school and a little bit afterwards, there was something called a portfolio day and it was at the art school that's like closest to being local for me, which is Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida. And Mm -hmm. every year I would go there on like a little Saturday field trip with all of my National Art Honor Society kids. And we would all go and and get our portfolios looked at. And uh, I completely forgot where I was going with this story, (laughs) like right in the middle of it. What were we showing up? Showing your face? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And every year I would go and the professors 
pretty much at every table. Like, so each, each school would have a table with like an art professor and they would give, you know, their critique. You would wait in a line all day, get maybe four professors to look at your work. And every single one of them, every year that I went would be like, what artists do you follow on social media? What, what artists do you like? And the first year that I went, I was a freshman and I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, what artists do you follow? And I was like, I don't, I can't, I can't give you an answer. <laughs> I mean, I know the greats, like, you know, I, I like Dolly. And they were like, no, like who is alive right now do you follow? And I couldn't give an answer because I was so young and I didn't even know that I wanted to be an artist at that point. Well, I did, but like, it was just mm. like, it was fun for me. And I wasn't thinking about it like that. And then the next year I was like, I'm going to come prepared because I am not getting roasted again for not knowing any artists. And thinking about it, I always said James, James Jean. <laughs> I always said James Jean. I don't know if you've heard of him. Maybe. He's an artist on Instagram. I have no clue what he looks like. I have no idea what he looks like. I have no clue what he looks like. If you look him up on Instagram which I'm about to do so I can show you people yeah. in my webcam. Hopefully this isn't like annoying, but for the people watching this, but James Jean, James Jean art on Instagram. He has a million followers and he only posts his art. I'll just scroll down to his feed. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what his whole like backstory is, what his journey is. I have no clue what this man... Oh, is this a picture of him? I think that this might be him. But I didn't know. I don't oh. know. I recognize his art. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. I recognize his art. And I know he's good friends with Lauren Sai, who is... I don't know if you've heard of her. She's another one of my all-time favorite artists. She's actually also an actress. And she was in that movie. It was a Netflix movie called Moxie. She was the best friend. But she's getting like really into acting, but she's also an, like an amazing artist, like so incredibly talented. Mm. And they're friends and there's a huge contrast between how they show up because one of them is an actress and obviously I know her face. She was in Moxie and all these Netflix shows like yeah. she's and she's beautiful and she's so talented and she always posts like all of these things. And I know what her art looks like too. Her art is beautiful. But then there's like James Jean and there's also Banksy. Mm -hmm. Who is that guy? I don't know. Yeah. Might not even be a human for all I know. Nobody knows Banksy. He's like yeah. top secret. So I think about those artists and I'm like, huh. But then I also like, I I feel like taking into consideration, it's, it's very like much what your goals are as an artist because if yeah. it were me right I want people to know what I look like when they see my work I want people to look at my work and be able to tie that directly to me as a person I just feel like it's a better experience not only for me because I'm getting credit without somebody having to know oh Caitlin Merriman did that they can look at my art and know because right. they know me and I post all the time and you know I've, I've had that experience before it's just like you feel famous, honestly. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And there's like a big array of like the ways that you can be successful on social media. I feel like when, when I say you have to show up, what I mean is in some way people need to connect with you and whatever the way that is, you know, whatever medium or how often you do it. But 
there are, I feel like there are rare exceptions to that rule of you have to do that in some way. You know, Bansky is the ultimate exception. Ultimate, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, we don't, I don't pay attention to kind of those those outliers as far as like success. I focus on like yeah. who are those accounts that see growth that sustains them with full-time income um, being new at the game and like into the future. That's what I think about. But also I'd love for someone to just give me their, th- like for you to give me your thoughts about that. Like, why is that so scary? I don't know why. Like to do that, like once you start doing that, it starts to become like less about the fear and more about like I'm growing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really, it really is. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to front. I have had a lot of struggles, like even within the last couple of weeks with social media, because I am at the stage where I am seeing growth and it terrifies me. And that's Mm. part of the reason why I was saying, you know, I don't want to have a viral video because every time I do go viral, I get all these hate comments and I get all these people telling me that I'm a horrible artist and that, oh, why would you post this? I would never, I would never hire an artist who posted something like this. And just like really mean things that really like people know where to hit you exactly where it's going to hurt the most. And um, I think that I've gotten to be a lot better, but there's always a couple of people, you know, that even though they're a stranger and you have to remind yourself like not to let your feelings get hurt by strangers on the internet who know literally nothing about you other than this one 30 second video of you talking. It's easier said than done to just Mm -hmm. not let it get to you. (laughs) And as much as I know I'm growing because I am handling it better every time it happens. And honestly feels like I'm being trained a little bit in a way because I get a lot of hate comments on my videos Mm. and I talk a lot about some controversial art topics. So to an extent it's understandable, but it's the personal attacks that really genuinely do hurt my feelings. And it's not going to stop me. Like I'm not going to stop posting. I have a greater goal, you know, and I'm, I'm helping a lot of people and I know that, and I know that it's really silly of me to let somebody even for a second, like who's dumb on the internet comment on my post and say, I would never hire you as an artist. Like this looks horrible, but it, I do sometimes like momentarily I get those lapses where I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is right. I am a failure. And then I get really upset. And, you know, I, I, it makes me to- have like a total understanding for any artist who doesn't want to show their face because once you show your face, it becomes a personal attack. It's not even an attack on your work at that point. It's an attack on you as a person. I, I once had somebody comments, not on my video, someone stitched a video of mine and somebody commented and said, her art is horrible, but she's in high school. So she has potential. And I'm like, I am not in high school. First of all, I'm a full grown adult. And second of all, like, how do you just assume? (laughs) How do you you like, how do you assume that somebody's in high? Like, I don't even, it's like, it's crazy. I could give you a million examples. I got a hate comment. I, I posted this video of, I did a brand design, like a, like one of those briefs for like a brand design for like a fake brand that isn't real and doesn't exist. And the brief was by the Brief Collective. On, they're on TikTok and Instagram. And it was for a 
a plant-based milk company called Milkaholics. Again, not a real business. I thought it was so fun. I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, make a fun little fun content out of this and add to my portfolio. It's a win-win. I always do the briefs when I see them and I know that it matches my niche and my style. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do it. So I made a video and it was like called like design this brand with me in 30 seconds. And I was thinking like, this is so wholesome and cute. And I love how the art came out. The art came out beautiful. So I, you know, this one is safe. And every time you think you're safe, you get like that one hate comment and somebody commented on it and said, the plant-based milk industry kills millions of bees every year and you should be ashamed of yourself. And I was like, (laughs) it's not even a real brand. Like, come on, I'm just a measly artist. It's bees. Like, I love bees. Don't tell me I don't love bees. I just wanted to make a fun milk brand. Like, (laughs) people are, like, so frustrating. Yeah, it it takes, like, those small messages that you get like before you show up on social media as an artist, you still have the voice in your own head. You hear those voices other places, but then it amplifies it and it makes it so personal. And I think the best way to combat that is just to say, okay, this is going to happen. I need to have a plan for when it happens. So it doesn't feel like it's a part of me. Like it's speaking to me as a person, right? Like you, everybody has had, an experience like that. People that make comments like that, they are hurt people, right? They are hurt people trying to hurt you. And the best thing is exposure therapy, basically. So yeah, when I I get mean comments, I'm just like, okay, I, I got the mean comment. I, if it hurts you, you know, you feel that reaction inside of you. It doesn't just brush off your shoulders. You need to address it like journal it out like why did this hit home for me what is a part of me that maybe believes that a little bit or I'm insecure about this yes and addressing those things so that you realize that you don't the world does not end you're not going to die when someone says something to you you do not have to you know ruin this whole experience for yourself because someone else is in pain they're trying to make you feel bad and it sucks that that's the price that you have to pay to to show up on there. Um, but I my hot take is some people say it's bad to delete comments, like algorithm-wise. I say delete the comments. Block as many people as you need to. That's what I do. It's, yeah. for, it's about protecting you because you come first, your craft, your time, and your mental health. So always do that. Don't ever feel bad about it or or tag me and I'll tell you to do it and I'll help you (laughs) be your advocate yeah I definitely agree I that's what I do I will just block if I get a mean comment sometimes before I even let it because sometimes I'll let it sit there and sometimes I'll reply to it and they'll just come back 10 times as hard and you know sometimes I do want to reply to people because like the the person that was basically telling me that I single-handedly killed millions of bees by designing a fake brand for milk uh (laughs) I just said like you know this is what kills bees and I said you know it's the massive agricultural industry and it's pesticides and I am not pesticides and I am not the 
massive agricultural industry. And even this brand that I designed for is not even a real business. It is literally just for fun and to see what other people did with the same prompt. It's just for fun. Like it's literally just for fun. And you know, they, that person didn't respond, but I definitely had people in the past where like that person who was like, oh, well, maybe she'll get better. She's just a high schooler. I was like, I'm 23. I'm a grown woman, 23 (laughs) years old. I have a degree. I, you know, and they said, oh, well then you're just bad. And it just hurt. It made my feelings hurt even more. And, you know, there are sometimes like it's hard to know to like when to like respond to people. And honestly, I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, if something immediately gives me a negative reaction upon reading it, I'm just going to block the person, especially if they're not following me. I mean, like if if they aren't if they aren't even following following me, they haven't seen my content before. They haven't seen how hard I've worked to build this community of artists and to build this support system for not only myself, but for a lot of other people they don't know, you know, and also art is so subjective and even design to an extent is subjective too. As a graphic designer, I get a lot more hate on my graphic design stuff because people think, oh, design is objective and it is, but it's, it's subjective too. And it's subjective to the audience. And if you don't like something I'm doing, it's probably not for you. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it that I think makes artists rightfully so very scared of being authentic online I still you know I'm at a point where I just don't care anymore and I'll post anything like I you know I have a ton of of superpower yeah I mean it's it's good and it's bad because I still do get hurt by the hate comments but I know they're coming now because it doesn't matter what I do people will find a problem with you no matter what you do you could be like a saint And people would still find something to complain about. It's just people love to Mm -hmm. complain. I love to complain. People love to complain. There's like like so many options for marketing yourself as an artist. And the question is just like, what's the goal? And what are like, because all of it sucks, like mm -hmm. in different ways. It's like, choose what you want to deal with and get really good at it. It's kind of my motto. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So uh, what what do you think you would recommend to an artist who is struggling to show up authentically and that they're okay maybe with like posting their art on social media, but they have a really big issue with, um, you know, posting videos of their face or themselves talking or something like that. Um, what do you think is the best way to overcome that fear and, you know, continue with their goals with social media? I think it's important to figure out what the narrative is in your head that you're not, you're not addressing about, you know, is it, are you afraid about, you know, I put all this energy in and then it goes horribly. Am I afraid someone's going to comment on this X, Y, Z aspect about me that I'm not so sure about? Am I, am I just afraid of just how existentially dreadful it is to have my face on the internet. Like what, like write it down and like journal about it and then talk to someone about it who is in the place where you want to be. So an expert or, you know, a, a weekly group or a coaching call or just your mom, like whoever it is, who's like learned how to express themselves in a public way for their own 
just personal gain or for brand, for branding, talk to them about it. So like read them what you wrote and say, like, what do you think that that core thing is for me and why I don't want to do that? Because you're going to have to overcome that to get the benefits that you want. And you already know you could you could Google how to light yourself and audio. Those aren't the things that are really stopping us, right? It's usually like this this problem inside of us and story that we tell ourselves about, you know, what that means. And and I've gone through that and I see my clients go through that. And that the thing is, is that on the other side of that is so much freedom. And you have to go through the hard times to get there, but that's where I would start is addressing that head on, like write it down, like say the words out loud. It's hard. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I think for a lot of my artist friends out there and even even my friends who are not artists, who but who are, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. I think the biggest issue for most people that I've talked to about this is just a fear of being misunderstood. Not really a fear of being seen because if people really see you, they'll understand. But sometimes when you try to put yourself out there and be authentic, people don't always understand. And that is what leads to, you know, those hate comments because everybody is so different. And especially as a creative, like as a creative person, you have a different perspective than other people. You just do. And your brain isn't wired the same way. And your brain isn't wired the same way as me or any other creative because that's why they call us creatives because we're all, you know, our brains work more optimally in my opinion than like somebody (laughs) who doesn't, you know, claim to hold the title of being an artist. But yeah, it's, I, I really think if, if you can just let yourself to, I mean, this is something that like I still struggle with even today because people constantly misunderstand me. I, I'm not a very good explainer. <laughs> so <laughs> I totally get why I get misunderstood more frequently than the average person because like I said, my brain literally is wired different. And if you're listening to this and you're listening to ArtWise and you're here, there's a good chance that your brain is also wired a little bit differently too. So in it's I feel like it's a valid fear, but I think what you said is really good about, you know, yeah. journal it out, figure out exactly what the issue is. And, you know, it might not fix the problem entirely, but like you said, that combined with exposure theory, therapy and actually doing the thing and seeing, okay, I did get a hate comment and I was upset about it for a day, but now, you know, it's the next day and I, you know, that doesn't define me and I feel better. Every yeah. time it happens, the recovery period is shorter and shorter. And then eventually it doesn't even phase you anymore. Hopefully yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but I hope to get there soon. <laughs> yeah. And those skills like translate everywhere. The skills that you learn having this online relationship with yourself and other people, it's, it translates to so many things like personal branding and marketing yourself. You need to know those things just like in general in life to be, you know, a happy, confident person who's willing to say your elevator pitch or to apply for a job. Like it all applies to the same, same skills. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of marketing, I did have a marketing question. So this is something that I myself struggle with. So I don't often talk about this on the podcast, but I, 
that's sarcasm. I talk about it a lot. <laughs> I do own my own business. I do brand design um, for brands and I do illustration work and I also do artist support um, as well. And all of those things I love to do through my business. I think it's amazing. I have no clue how to promote my services and my business on social media without sounding salesy. People sit down and talk with me. No clue I even had a business based on what I post on social media. This is a personal struggle of mine that I think a lot of other artists struggle with because our generation that's on social media hates ads. We hate commercials. We hate ads. If we feel like we're being sold to, immediately no, close it, exit out completely. So I was wondering if you had like a tip or a trick maybe for an artist who like wants to promote their work on social media and be an advocate for their work and their self and their business without sounding salesy or making content that is more of an advertisement than actually like something that's entertaining and interactive and fun for the viewers of their content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. So, okay. First of all, this is just my opinion, it, but it's also a PSA. If you are not posting about it every day, that's that's the only scenario where I could imagine it be annoying or salesy, right? Like we don't want to be annoying. There's no way, unless you're doing that, like every single day you're saying, buy my stuff, work with me, that you're being salesy or annoying. I think we got to stop feeling that way. Like we're putting that on ourselves and it's not because, and it shouldn't be because you are someone who people want to work with, you have a thing that's valuable and you should at least post about it on some platform in some way, uh, at least once a week, like minimum. And if you feel like that's a lot, think about how many times people see your story and then it doesn't pop up again for a week because of how the algorithm works or how many people just forget you exist and suddenly they forgot that you do graphic design and then they forget about you. So it's not salesy. Um, some great ways to start so that you don't feel like you're being annoying to anyone is use the close friends feature or the story features on TikTok, Instagram to make things feel more special and directed towards people who want, who want it. So for example, you could ask uh, a few questions in your stories or in your TikToks about who might be interested in something and then making a close friends list or a special story for those people who are specifically interested. They said it by answering a poll or sending a heart or whatever that action is. So you know that they are interested in the next you know, foreseeable future in the next month or week or whatever for whatever is a specific offer you have. So you don't have to feel like I'm just putting all these, you know, posts up all the time about how to work with me and no one wants to see it. Well, they told you they want to see it. So that's a good way to ease into it. So you don't feel like, you know, you're giving this message to people who aren't being receptive to it or don't care. And other things in general, just make sure to be telling stories while you're quote unquote marketing yourself because you know, bad marketing feels gross, but good marketing feels like storytelling and it feels like authentic. It feels like you. So it's not, it's not um, unheard of to tell a story and then, you know, two slides later, put a little link to say, you know, if you want to experience these results 
whatever it is, whatever you're creating, you can click on that link. And that's not being salesy. That's being informative and being a business owner. And I think I wish every artist knew that. And maybe they just need some confidence, you know, someone to tell them that someone needs to see it. They need to see it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, I could definitely benefit from that because I, and you know, I always, and that's my biggest, and I don't know why I definitely have money trauma that I need to heal. And I think that is my issue with posting about my services I have had a like a carousel scroll Instagram post sitting in my drafts for over a month now with all of my brand design services, every package I offer and the starting price for each one because I am so and I don't know why because like if somebody thinks it's too expensive, okay, it's not for you. Don't buy it. But I'm just terrified of posting it because I have a feeling that I'm going to be misunderstood. (laughs) that some people are going to think that the price is too high, even though I know it's actually more than fair and pretty low for brand design because brand design is something that's very expensive, especially from a professional. And I have five years of industry experience. So for what I'm charging, I think it's like more than fair. And I can rationalize it to myself all day long, but I have been agonizing over posting it and posting something like that. And then also I'm thinking to my in my head, right? I'm like, how do I translate this to TikTok? And I even made a whole TikTok about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a huge sale um, before the end of the year. And then, you know, I chickened out and didn't post it either. It's, And I think that's definitely like an issue that I have with money and accepting money and taking people's money <laughs> for my services, even though I worked really hard to get to where I'm at in my career. And I feel like I am very much owed that kind of money, not owed that kind of money, but I I feel like it's justifiable for me to charge, you know, a couple thousand for a branding package, or maybe even a little bit more, depending on how much you need me to do. Yet, I know people are going to have something to say about it. And it's, it's scary. But I also... Mm. I I don't, you know, it's scary. (laughs) And I know I have other uh, entrepreneur friends who feel the same way. They feel like, okay, I'm I'm a little bit nervous to, you know, post my services because I don't need people in my comments telling me that I'm overcharging. Uh, It reminds me of that sound on TikTok that was trending before that was like, or was it a sound? It was like a trend or a sound. And it was um, somebody making like one of those big like balloon bouquet things like for parties, like the big balloon signs. And she was like, it, it costs this much because this is just like, it takes me a long time. And, you know, this is the, this is the price. And people were like making fun of her saying, oh, I can do the same thing for like $10 and all this stuff. It's like, I get afraid that people are going to say, okay, well, (laughs) I can go on Fiverr and hire a graphic designer for $10, which is true, but you're not going to get the same quality. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to explain that to people without like proof because I'm not even like, I'm not even going to front guys. I've had two branding clients in six months (laughs) and it's my fault because I haven't advertised it nearly enough on my social media. And honestly, we've been following each other for a while have you seen me post about it? Probably not because I have these fears about right. being too salesy. Yeah. And it's that's the whole point of like what my light bulb moment was, was, okay, like 
I understand this whole left brain world business concept stuff. There's so many things that come with that, just like that aren't like inherently we feel like it's gross to to mm-hmm. to pursue those things, understand those things, to implement them, to call yourself, you know, an entrepreneur or call yourself, you know, deserving of this amount of respect and time. But like that's the whole point of like why we need to learn these things is because if that is going to be the thing that holds you back from a career that could you know go in this direction it could be this amount of successful and like bring back um, more time freedom into your life like that's a long-term goal for most people then like we need to address it head on we need to ask for help we need to be real about it because the more we like don't talk about it the more there's less opportunity to to do that yeah yeah and also uh with with posting a lot another thing that i've heard a lot of artists i wouldn't include myself in this because i post a lot of videos talking because half my business is this podcast and that is my voice and honestly like uh, my voice was blessed before my hands like you know, I'm a talker, so <laughs> I I make a lot of videos just talking on about hot takes in the art world, and I think that suits my business and my podcast really well. Uh, so I don't feel the need to do this as much. But a lot of artists that I've talked to have expressed that they can't create fast enough to post every day on social media. What solutions do you have for an artist that feels like? I can't make a finished piece every day to post about every single day. I can't make stuff that fast. It takes me a month to do a painting. Like, what would you say to that type of artist who spends a really long time on their pieces? Yeah. Well, the the first thing I would say is, to your point, what you just said before, the the way that we stay, you know, aligned with the goal is having a branding strategy, a social media strategy, call it whatever you want, have like a plan of how you're going to take whatever your medium is and who you are and your goal and make that into, you know, the, the pillars of what you're going to focus on. So a lot of the times it's not really, you know, this painting takes so long. It's, I don't know what to say about the painting. I don't know how to express myself as a person. I don't know how to get to the goal because I haven't like actualized those things and wrote and written them down. So like when we're talking about, let's say you have a painting and it takes like a month to finish. It's probably an oil painting or some, something like that. You you don't have to wait till it's done to speak and to make content. We, we tend to wait until the project is done to showcase, this is the epitome of what I can do right now. It's amazing, but that's not really what we're here for. You know, those are your those are your good moments and we want to see those finished projects, but there's so much more happening in your life and things that you could do to express yourself as a person and the process of what you do. And just for example, recording yourself painting in whatever space you paint in, doesn't matter if it's aesthetic, I don't care, record yourself for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then cutting that up into small you know, pieces and then putting text over that. Like that's the ultimate quickest way to make um, real and TikTok and short form video content, which is what it's all about. So like, don't think that you need to wait till something is done or you feel like it's the right moment to share it. 
make make the plan based on what your brand pillars are, your goals, and who you are as a person to to and then fit whatever you're doing that week into that. So let's say if you record yourself for 30 minutes in your space working, and then you record maybe just 15 minutes of you talking to the camera of things that align with those brand pillars, then you have more than enough content for a month, I would say. And, you know, the time would probably take about four hours to like edit that, make sure it's how you like it, depending on how long you've been doing it. And you're going to get better the more you do it, the the more you set a time that time, the beginning of the month or the week to do that, you're going to realize that I'm going to press post without even rewatching it now, stuff like that. It's like, that's where the time starts to come back to you is when you, when you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I agree. I, I had like a friend who is an artist go viral, not like viral, like in one fell swoop, but she started this very long series of this mural and posted like day one of my first mural or whatever. And it was like a 30 day thing. And it like blew her up. Like she ended up like like getting so many new like followers and people who just wanted to see the finished product and like watched through the entire series and i think honestly being a slow worker is more of a an opportunity than a hindrance i'm somebody who works very fast and i almost find it hard to post because of that because i'm like oh all this is garbage i did it in 10 minutes i can't post this and it's almost worse because mm-hmm. i rush i i don't like to wait i'm not a very patient person <laughs> but I there's like I feel like there's like really um good things to everything every different type of artist like I feel like there's advantages and disadvantages no matter how you work as an artist that can translate into into social media so I definitely um agree with that for sure I was wondering too, um, before your final question, if I could just ask if you could maybe talk about some of your favorite experiences or milestones that you've had uh, when working with artists and clients on their social media presence. Yeah. Somebody listening could relate to. (laughs) Yeah. So I had a client, they were an interior designer, kind of fresh out of school, still kind of figuring out life. They're struggling with everything we've been talking about, just showing up, like petrified of showing their face. And I just kept encouraging them to go through that process and talking about like, you know, ways we could work up to it. And when they took the leap and did it, it was crazy. Like the snowball effect of just, they realized that they could have a relationship with other people but also like understand themselves at the same time. And I think after like three months of consistently doing that, getting better at it, they had already made enough to like, it was like almost full-time income for them to to support them. So I was like, okay, so the barrier was, you know, in your case, you needed to have that connection with people because, you know, your work is amazing, but also you're amazing. And that's, we don't work with with people who just make great things. We work with great people. So I w- it just lit out my heart the way that they were processing, that they they could see themselves through the eyes of other people 
and also achieve their business goals, like killing so many birds with one stone, if I can use that horrible analogy. That's um, fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And it was just so, it was so wonderful to see that. Like it lights me up inside to help people do that. And I learn something every time, every time. Yeah. Yeah. The more you do anything, the more you learn. It's crazy to me too. This is something I made like a TikTok about like things that I learned in 2022 and I learned a lot, but one of the big things was like, no matter how much you think you're an expert, the more you do something, the more you're going to learn. And it doesn't matter if you've been doing it for 50 years because you're still going to learn something new because like the times we're in are changing. Everything around you is changing. So even if you're an expert in one thing, that thing is going to change and you're going to have more to learn no matter how long you've been doing something. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of my big lessons. So for you, I'm wondering what advice would maybe you give maybe a listener or your younger self regarding your career in social media management and your relationship with social media? Is there anything that you wish you would have avoided or done sooner or maybe done differently? Oh, wow. So many things. <laughs> I've messed <laughs> up so many ways. But I think I think I would just say, like, stop being afraid to ask questions and ask for help. And, like, be a curious person. Don't be afraid of looking dumb. Like, that's that's successful leaders and people in general. My favorite people are people that are authentic and they recognize when they need to grow and they ask questions and support other people. So, you know, people want to help you. People want to give you that support. There's going to be someone who is the like the perfect mentor to you in whatever way that you're able to get that help. So yeah, ask for help, like put your ego aside, just like ask. Yeah. That's awesome advice. I love that. I definitely agree with that. I feel like this, the past couple of years, um, since I made the decision to start a business and run it online and on social media, I feel like that is something definitely had to do a lot of asking for help and networking and finding people who are on the same path. Cause honestly, you know, it's hard. And obviously I'm going to, I'm going to give this piece of advice to everyone right now. Don't, don't pay for like a networking group. You can network for free. I made that mistake. I paid thousands of dollars on a business coach and on a networking group. And I feel like I got absolutely nothing out of it. And then I started this podcast and I started the podcast discord server. And I've met so many amazing artists who are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. And I'm like, wow, I just did that for free myself. Amazing. Yeah. Like I talk about so, the benefits of yeah. Online space. Do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it should never be like, like meeting people that are important to you and finding a support system shouldn't cost money. That's a lesson I had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. But any the good thing about that is you don't have to have any money to get started. You can make like social media is free. You can make an account and you can meet the most important people you'll ever meet in your life tomorrow, <laughs> like making the account today. So yeah. That said, I, I think this episode was really amazing. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on. I'm oh my so, gosh. So happy to Ugh. talk about this. Everybody, 
who applied to be a guest on the podcast in the application, I added the question, what is your favorite episode? And what, you know, what would you like to hear more uh, in the podcast? And almost everybody said the episodes about social media and the episodes about just basically getting help with social media because I know a lot of artists struggle with it. So I'm really happy that this is the second episode oh my gosh. of season three. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited to help everyone. Yes. Yeah. I hope this was helpful. Everyone let us know. If you're watching this on YouTube in the comments and if you're watching it anywhere else, leave us five stars, I guess. Do but it. before you do that, before you do that, Hannah, how can we support you? Plug all your stuff. It's self-promo time. I really need to make music for self-promo time so bad. <laughs> it's self-promo a little time. Symbol, maybe. The, yeah, the, the floor is yours. Um, how can people find you? How can they support you? Um, what are your social medias? Like everything. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> you can find me. I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I'm also launching a podcast. But the handle is going to be Hannah Law with two underscores in front of it. So two underscores h-a-n-n-a-l-a-h that's just my nickname yeah we're having a great time over there we're talking social media being an artist talking about how we can support each other we just have a lot of fun and yeah i love talking to all creative people so please join us we have a lot of fun can i be a guest on your podcast oh my gosh yes Oh my god. Okay. Write that down right now. Yeah, everyone write that down. Uh, (laughs) That episode, what, when, uh, are you, are you, is your podcast like public yet? Or you said it, it's. It's launching in February. February. I'm recording now. Still. (gasps) Okay, perfect. Okay, so potentially this, this episode is supposed to come out the first week of uh, April. So potentially that episode might come out first. Who knows? Oh. That'd be so cool. That would be really cool. Or it could come out around the same time. That'd be cool if we could time it that way. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much again, Hannah, for coming on. Uh, This was an amazing episode. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we hop off? No, I'm just just in love with all artists and I got got nothing else to say. I just, I like you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. I I love all artists. They're all amazing. You guys are great and I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time and everything. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, if you made it this far into the episode, I appreciate you so much. And I would appreciate five-star ratings on wherever you're listening. Or if you're on YouTube, a thumbs up helps us out so much. This is the second episode of season three. And this is the second episode that we are recording with video out of like 75 episodes so if you found us on youtube and you are mad that there's only two episodes there's not there is 75 episodes on like apple Podcasts and spotify so be sure to check that out if you're a fan of the podcast we have merch at my personal website katemerrymanart.com shop and yeah that's everything i have to add at the end of every episode but thank you guys so much for listening and thank you again hannah for coming on i love talking social media so this was a great episode um and yeah to everybody else listening i will see all of you oh my goodness i will see all of you guys next tuesday bye everyone (laughs) Bye.